Not everyone has a garden. Some deny themselves the pleasure and profit of one because they have never had any experience in gardening. Anyone who owns a bit of land and some that can be given to garden work, an inclination to sow, can make a gardener of himself or herself in a season. Eben Rexford. Welcome to the Garden Angelus bonus episode about planting a basic summer vegetable garden. Listen in as Carol, Michael, and I talk through all you need to know to plant some basic vegetables and enjoy some good summer eaten from your own garden. Yes, it's time to think about the summer vegetable garden. I'm more of a traditionalist while Dee likes to try unique varieties. I like adventure. Hey, I do too. I just go about it differently. I'm intrigued. How do you go about it differently? Well, for starters, I call my garden the Vegetable Garden Cathedral, and there's a little garden fairy there named Granny McGus McGarden who watches over it for me. Yep, that's definitely different. So, Dee, let's move on. If people want to start a vegetable garden and have no idea what to do first, what would you tell them? I'd say find the sunniest spot in the garden with the very best soil and put the garden there. Veggies need six to eight hours of sun. Great advice, Dee. But what if they have crappy soil like heavy clay? Shall we say it together? Build, Build, raise, raise beds. beds. That was not very together. One more time. (laughs) Ready? Build, Build, raise, beds. Raised beds are definitely the way to go. Raised beds are really just large containers. They tend to be about four feet across and four, eight, or 12 feet long. Or five, nine, and 11 feet long, whatever you got. Or you could just plant them in large containers on your patio or even on your driveway if it's in the sun. Okay, so the reason I said the part about 4, 8, or 12 feet is because that's the standard lengths that boards come in. That way you don't have to saw them off to 9 feet unless you're just wanting to. That's a good point. So now that we know they have to have full sun and good soil, let's tell everyone what do you do next once you've got your garden set up. Next, they need to plan how they are going to water their vegetable garden. I use drip irrigation and soaker hoses, which takes some time to set up, but makes it easy to just turn on the faucet or set the faucet on a timer and it will water itself. That way I can still travel. I'm not that fancy, but I do have a spigot out by the vegetable garden, which is a very nice luxury. If it gets really dry, I just set up a sprinkler to water the garden. I also have a spigot out by the vegetable garden. And yes, you're right. It is a luxury because when you're putting the plants in in the beginning, you do often have to water them with a sprayer before you start the other part. It's always hot and dry here in the summer. So I also water early in the morning or at night to conserve water. I live on an acreage with a well, but I have to pay the electricity for the pump. And I had to pay for all the water since I have city water. So it makes sense for me to also do anything I do to conserve the water I use. But it gets hot in Indiana. But it's, July is one of our rainiest months, so often I don't have to water in July. We should remind people that if their squash or other vegetables look kind of wilted in the afternoon, don't run for the garden hose. Those huge big leaves transpire a lot of water faster than the plant can take it up from the roots. So you wait, and if the plant is still wilty in the early morning, then it needs some water. That reminds me of a quote. Gardening requires lots of water, 
most of it in the form of perspiration. That's from Lou Erickson. And that is a great quote. I do tend to perspire out in the hot sun in my garden. Okay, so now that we have the garden set up and we know how to water it, it's time to plant my favorite part, my second favorite part. Yes, and since this is a summer garden, we'll skip the early spring crops like peas, spinach, lettuce that like it cool. Let's talk about the three sisters of the garden, corn, beans, and either squash or melons, which all grow great in the summertime. But first, tomatoes. They are the queens of the garden. Want to hear a quote about tomatoes? You know I do. Okay. A world without tomatoes is like a string quartet without violins by Lori Colwin. Ooh, I like that. Yes. So we decide first where the queens of the garden, the tomatoes, go, and then plant everything else around them. In our summer garden, we're going to buy tomato plants and plant those in the garden. If we started from seeds now... It would take too long for the tomato plants to get to the size they should be to plant them out. Either start seeds indoors a long time ago or buy transplants from the local nursery. Did you start any tomatoes from seed this year, Dee? I did. I had some seeds to try from All American Selections, and I planted those. The others I bought from the tomato man's daughter in Tulsa. I am growing way too too many tomatoes this year. And what is way too many? Try 25 plants. Uh, D, that's that's a lot. For our little summer garden, I suggest people start off by planting one or two plants for cherry tomatoes and a few plants for big slicing tomatoes like Big Boy or Beefsteak. I think that's great advice. I'd say you only need a couple of cherry plants if you're just starting out. Right, not as many as I'm going to plant. Onward. Because you love cherry tomatoes. I do. So do you stake or cage your tomatoes? I know you're not going to like this, but I cage and I stake. My dad was a staker, so I'm a staker. So you must be growing only indeterminate tomatoes. Yes, indeterminate tomatoes, which grow and grow and grow up. So you stake them to keep them from flopping all over the ground. And I sucker them, which means I remove the side stems that form so the only, main, only the main plant is left to grow and produce tomatoes. I grow both determinate and indeterminate tomatoes, and I have special tall cages that are super strong for indeterminates. I bought them from Gardener's Supply. I use regular-sized cages in bright colors for the determinate ones. I think most of the tomato varieties sold today are indeterminate varieties. The heirloom ones definitely are. Okay, give me your top five varieties to grow. Um, I like Rutgers, Cherokee Purple, Black Cherry, Yellow 1884 Pink Heart, which is an heirloom, and Brad's Atomic Grape Tomato, oh, and Sun Sugar, a small gold cherry tomato that tastes like sugar. And I just counted six. Yeah, I know. I broke our rule. There's only so, there are just so many tomatoes that I like, it's hard to limit myself to only five. How about you? Well, my top varieties changes every time I go to the garden center, but right now it's German Johnson, Beefsteak, Big Boy, Roma, and Black Cherry. Those are all really wonderful tomatoes, and in fact, we both like Black Cherry, I noticed, and I'll be honest, I really like Big Boy, too, and I love Beefsteak, and I love Super Steak. Uh Uh-oh, there I go again. Before we move on from tomatoes, we should remind people to plant those tomato plants deep. All the stems go underground, and they will form roots and make the plants stronger. That is excellent advice, Dee. Okay, so in our summer garden, we've got the tomatoes placed and planted. What's next? 
Green beans and another quote. Weather means more when you have a garden. There's nothing like listening to a shower and thinking how it is soaking in around your green beans. That was Marceline Cox. That is a great quote and is absolutely true. A good summer light rain, not a thunderstorm, but a light rain is delicious in the garden. It is. It doesn't happen much in Oklahoma, but I like to think about it. I knew you'd like that quote. Okay, so green beans, we sow from seeds instead of using transplants like tomatoes. Absolutely. Don't buy green bean plants. Somebody sells them, but don't buy them. You don't need to. Buy seeds. (laughs) Okay, so what do you think is a good basic green bean to grow? I like provider. I think it's a good one, too, and it's a bush variety, as is Blue Lake 274, which, if anybody listens to our weekly podcast, they know that that's my husband Bill's favorite green bean. I know that. I I might have to grow Blue Lake 274 just to find out why. (laughs) Anyway, for our basic summer garden, I think we should stick with bush beans and skip the pole beans. Good idea, and growing green beans is easy. You just let them grow. That's right. To sow the seeds... You dig a trench twice as deep as the size of the seeds, which isn't that deep. You plant the seeds about three inches or so apart, cover them over, let them grow, and of course, keep the rabbits away by any means necessary. They will eat all the leaves. You don't mean any means necessary, do you? Well, not really. You just need to know that tender green bean seedlings are a favorite food of rabbits and plan accordingly. So in other words, you use your fork method or you put a fence around your garden. And for the listeners who don't know, my fork method is to take plastic forks and stick them in the rows up and down each row and around the rows and it creates a fortress and it keeps the rabbits out of my beans. Okay, so we've got tomatoes and green beans started. What's next? How about squash or melons? That's the third crop of the Three Sisters Garden. Let's go with summer squash. All right. So you don't need to plant squash in hills, but I still do because it it helps the soil to warm up faster and drain quicker. I put five seeds per hill. I make five little holes with my five little fingers and boom, five seeds. I do it almost the same way, but I never thought to just use my hand and boom, plant them. But what a great idea. Yeah, it's easy. Then I just water and wait for them to come up and start growing. So if the weather's warm, squash is a pretty fast and easy to grow, except for squash bugs here in Oklahoma. They are a menace, but squash is so good, it's worth the work to keep them at bay. Right. One thing to keep the squash bugs at bay is don't put mulch around your squash. It gives those squash bugs places to hide. Instead, put down a board and flip it over every morning to trap the adults. They also move slower when the temperature is cooler in the morning, so get out there early. And you might catch a few slugs under the boards, and that would be a good thing, too. The other thing I do is plant radishes from seed around my squash hills. It is supposed to keep those bugs away. I use diatomaceous earth to kill squash bug nymphs. It won't kill adults, but I'm careful around the blooms so I don't also kill beneficial insects like pollinators. Squash must be pollinated to make fruit. What are your favorite varieties of squash, Carol? I grow yellow cricknick and gray zucchini because both are more resistant to squash bugs. And I like cue ball, which is round. Okay. So we've got tomatoes, green bean squash. Let's add some peppers and eggplant. Peppers! Which reminds me of another quote. I think I know it. You go for it. All right. 
If Peter Pepper picked a pick of pe- peck of pickled peppers, and how many pickled peppers did Peter Piper pick? Now you try it, but go faster. If Peter Piper picked a peck of pickled peppers, then how many pickled peppers did Peter Piper pick? Good job. You were better than me. I'll have to practice. <laughs> I did that a lot as a kid. Where were we? <laughs> we're talking about peppers. Oh, yeah. Both mild and hot peppers belong in the summer garden. They like the hot days of summer. Which peppers do you grow? For sweet peppers, I like Big Bertha, and I, I, I want to see the person it was named after. No kidding. Big Bertha. <laughs> California Wonder, and also Cubanelle. How about you for sweet peppers? My favorite sweet peppers are Italian frying peppers. I have never heard of Italian frying peppers. Well, it's not a variety. It's a type. Cubanelle is one of them. So is Jimmy Nardello. So you actually grow an Italian frying pepper. Right, and Jimmy Nardello, that sounds like an Italian pepper. (laughs) So... What kind of hot peppers do you grow? I love hot peppers, but not too hot. I grow poblanos, anaheims, and jalapenos. I grow those same three, plus I always end up with serrano as well. Did you know that serranos are supposed to be more uh, consistent in their heat? The jalapeno peppers are very variable, but supposedly serranos are more consistent. Did you know that? I did not know that. I'm also trying a new All-American Selection variety of pepper called habanada, which is why I started some from seeds. It's a mild habanero pepper, and I'm wondering what that'll taste like. It sounds good. We should remind everybody that for the basic summer garden, you buy the pepper plants and make sure to plant them and tomato plants both when it's consistently 55 degrees Fahrenheit at night. They sulk if it's colder. That they do. People kind of jump the gum sometimes on peppers, planting them way too early. And I've noticed that even though I did plant mine out when it was supposed to be consistently 55 this year, we got below that, and my tomato plants were kind of purple on their edges. They'll bounce back. The other plant that likes it warm that you should add to your garden is eggplant. That's right. And eggplant definitely deserves a spot in our summer garden since it is my favorite vegetable, the aubergine. I agree. I like the old-fashioned black beauty. And I like Asian eggplant. Which sounds exotic, but I know they're just as easy to grow as regular old eggplant. I think they're actually easier. They also produce a lot of fruit per plant. I like fairy tale a lot, and it's easy to find as a transplant at your local nursery. And like peppers and tomatoes, people should buy eggplant at the garden center. Is it time for another quote? Sure. How about this one? I used to visit and revisit it a dozen times a day and stand in deep contemplation over my vegetable progeny with a love that nobody could share or conceive of who had never taken part in the process of creation. It was one of the most bewitching sights in the world to observe a hill of beans thrusting aside the soil or a row of early peas just peeping forth sufficiently to trace a line of delicate green. Nathaniel Hawthorne, Mosses from an Old Man's. I love that quote, and you know what? He's really right about the beans thrusting the soil because they do that when they emerge. They thrust the soil to one side. It's lovely. So that's the basic summer vegetable garden, but we forgot two things. We forgot corn. We did forget corn, and we also forgot okra. Yes. Which one do you want to talk about first? Well, let's talk about corn. Okay. Okay. Because we said the three sisters was corn, bean, and squash or melons. Yes. So corn, we mean sweet corn. Corn is planted. You can plant it in a small plot, four by eight. You put two to three seeds in a little hill about a foot apart, 
and make a nice little block and let it grow, give it lots of fertilizer, keep the weeds away, and before you'll know it, you'll have some corn. Yes, and it's wind-pollinated, which is why you have to grow it in that block. Right. Also, may I, may I add something? You may add something to our talk of corn. I think that you need to plant your, if you're going to do the three sisters planting, I think that you need to plant the corn first and then wait about a week and plant the other two plants beneath it. It's been my experience when I've tried it before that if you do it all at once, the other plants grow so fast that they overwhelm the corn stalk and then it doesn't have the effect you intend for it to. So you should explain why they say three sisters. What do the three plants do to benefit each other? They call it a three sisters garden and it's a Native American garden. The corn provides support for beans if you're going to grow beans. And then the squash grows underneath and keeps the critters away because it's prickly. And it's also shade. It also shades the ground and stops the weeds from growing so much. And what do the beans provide to the corn? The beans fix nitrogen in the soil, which provides nutrition for the corn. Because corn is a grass and it loves nitrogen. Right. Now, my three sisters grow separately. I have corn, I have beans, I have squash, but I keep them in separate plots. I've done it both ways, and at this time, as I've talked about on another weekly podcast, I'm not growing corn because the raccoons love it so much, and I don't want to give it to them to eat. That's right. But I have never, the next crop we're going to talk about, I have never had the raccoons get into it. (laughs) I'm talking about okra. Yeah, not much is going to mess with okra. It's a member of the hibiscus family. It is, just like cotton. Mm -hmm. And my aunts and uncles grow so much okra, sometimes I think they fill half their gardens with it. Well, it's not hard to do because okra grows like crazy in the heat. And it's a great plant, and you can make a lot of things with it. I like it best fried or in soups. But anyway, I digress. So okra is great for the summer garden because it likes it hot. And most people just grow it from seed. And it's so pretty, too. So grow it from seed, nick those seeds because they have a hard seed coating, or soak them overnight to get them to germinate faster. Personally, I like the red okra burgundy. It's an heirloom that stays tender longer and has really pretty red pods that you harvest to cook. It also takes, you can take great pictures of it. That's good advice on nicking and soaking the seeds, Dee. I suggest that people pick the okra pods when they are young and tender, Even if you don't think you like okra, grow it anyway because it tastes so much better when it's homegrown and picked at the right time. Oh, that is so true. Now we should tell people to try to keep the weeds from the growing in their gardens. (sighs) Sigh, weeds happen. You really can't stop them. You can't. And if you let them go, they not only make your garden look terrible, they will steal nutrients from the vegetable gardens. They're terrible. (laughs) So try to keep the weeds out, pull them or chop them down when they are small. That's easier than said sometimes. The key is to keep on top of the weeds, though. Weed a little every day or so. That's a whole lot easier than waiting till the weeds are tall and well-rooted. I agree, and it's easier than what my cousin does. She says they plant their garden on the edge of the field, and then mid-July they wade out into the weeds and see what they have. (laughs) That's a hard way to do it. Uh, they're out in the country. Anyway, here's a quote that sometimes that reminds us that sometimes there is a bit of work involved in gardening. Are you ready? I'm ready. A garden requires patient labor and attention. Plants do not merely do not grow merely to satisfy ambitions or to fulfill good intentions. They thrive because someone expended effort on them by Liberty Hyde Bailey. That's a great quote. It does remind us that the garden needs our help. 
It does. Okay, there's one last thing that we've got everyone, now that everyone's growing summer vegetables, what's the hardest part about growing your own vegetables? I don't know. Harvesting. Oh, harvesting. That's the best part. I agree. But sometimes people just stand there and they can't figure out if stuff is ready to pick. You know, will it be better tomorrow or the next day? Or they don't want to take the tomatoes off the vine because they look so pretty. Well, then just take a picture of them and put them on social media. Then pick it and eat it, and you'll never taste vegetables as good as those you grow yourself. Which reminds me of another quote. The glory of gardening, hands in the dirt, head in the sun, heart with nature, to nurture a garden to feed not just on the body, but the soul by Alfred Austin. Ooh, that's a, I love that one. There's nothing better in the summertime than to go out and stand in your own vegetable garden and then go in and eat supper full of the vegetables you grew yourself. That is the truth. Can I share one other thought? Sure. What is it? That I can't imagine a summer without a vegetable garden, whether it's in a raised bed or in containers on a patio. Me neither. I hope our listeners go out and plant their own summer vegetable gardens. And I hope they remember, if they want some basic instructions, this is the episode to listen to over and over again. Yes, and if they have questions, they can find us on Instagram, Facebook, or Twitter, or they can email us at thegardenangelus at gmail.com. We promise we'll get back to you. And we'll be posting pictures all summer long of our summer vegetable gardens and our harvest. Bye, Dee. Bye, Carol. It was great chatting with you over the garden gate.